What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Shelly Shells, and we're back for another episode of For the Love of Gossip. So today, y'all, we are talking about daddy issues. The daddy issues that are impactful to the children. The daddy issues that are impactful to the mother. Um, and just the overall family dynamics. I definitely couldn't do this alone, y'all. <laughs> I really couldn't. Like It hit way too close to home, but I got my dope cousin with me, and she is going to help me, y'all, with the conversation and share her thoughts on impacts of daddy issues. Hey, B. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I am so ready for this. This is all a part of the healing journey. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, listen, I'm thankful that you just want to go on this journey with me as we heal, y'all. So let me tell y'all, she is my cousin on my daddy's side. So her daddy and my daddy are brothers. So listen, we connected on so many different levels, probably levels that we don't even know, y'all, but we mm-hmm. are connecting and we are here. So you ready, B, to dive deep into this conversation? I am ready. Okay, girl. Well, let's <laughs> get into it. All right. So look, when I think about daddy issues, I always, like for me, I feel like my daddy issues, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I think mine's are a little different than yours. Only because I feel like you had your daddy for a moment or even maybe your entire life. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you see it? Do you feel the same way? I do because like you said, I can remember that whether that short time frame that I had him mm-hmm. um and kind of just like had him to myself and not having to share him. Yeah. Um so so yeah, that is where we differ and I think that it has started to align like in our older years when that drift started to happen in my relationship with my dad and then yours was already there and Mm -hmm. so we kind of aligned at that point yeah yeah so for so now you would say in your adulthood um there is that inconsistent behavior because that's what I would say for mine I think mine's um my daddy issues start with you know him just not being consistent he has always been um a distant memory Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I would say the same I think mine is probably he's not consistent although he's gotten better in the Mm -hmm. past couple of years like for instance, Christmas, he texts me first, and I was like really shocked. You probably could have picked me up off the floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was like, oh, wow. You know, granted, it, I think it was like later in the day, but I was like, forget it. It happened. Like, that's yeah. important to acknowledge yep. mm-hmm. is that it even happened. Um, but yeah, yeah. And so when your dad reaches out, does, does he tend to call? Um, or does he text? Text. Mm-hmm. That is crazy because that's the same for my daddy. And I think for me that that part kind of blows me when I think about it because um to me, I just feel like I don't want to say texts are ingenuine because you know we send texts to each other, but I just feel like f- from a parent, I would think that you would want to call to say happy birthday, Merry Christmas. Um yeah. And talk to everybody else, you know, talk right. to the children, not just for me. All I get is exactly whatever the holiday is. Merry right. Christmas. Yeah. Um, 
no how how you doing none of that yeah how the mm-hmm. kids everybody got what they need da, 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 da. so like what's your thoughts on that do you feel like that um texts are texts are fine because i do get mixed i've asked this question before to others like do they feel like that the phone call is needed or do they feel like the texts are good enough um so what are your thoughts on that i mean i think both are needed it would be different if we talked on a regular basis and for Christmas or whatever, you just sent a text saying Merry Christmas or whatever, or what time you coming over today or something like that. But I think to really know me and what I'm going through and to hear my voice and make sure I'm okay. Cause you can send a text and, you know, say Merry Christmas and I can text you back Merry Christmas and I could be somewhere bawling my eyes. Come on. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you you didn't stop to say, okay, well, let me see if Christmas is going good for her or whatever the day is, if it's going good for her, you know, because I, I'll just be like, I'm fine because I don't think you're going to extend that genuineness to say, are you really fine? Right. Yeah. Right. And that's that's where I struggle. I think um, both of us have experienced death in our lives. And mm-hmm. so from different, your grandmother, my mother, but either way, they both carry the same level of respect, love, mm-hmm. and the position in our lives. And for me, the role that um, my father played in that um, was little to none. And mm-hmm. I think, again, I was taken back by that because if I'm honest, I thought that when she passed, he was going to step up in a way that mm-hmm. superseded my expectations because he saw the need he saw Mm -hmm. the fact that I was now without the one person that was guiding life Mm -hmm. and she was removed and that he still had the opportunity to do something different and he was going to step up Mm -hmm. um but I can tell you today that that didn't happen unfortunately like things remain the same and it's unfortunate because I was more open like I'm not closed off I'm now at the moment where I'm like I'm so open to accepting him in Mm-hmm. because that other party is gone and mm-hmm. I know that like I cherish the time um more greater because I know that now it's not promised right yep and yep. so in your case when you experienced death of a loved one that truly meant everything to you how did your father respond in that situation um so him and my stepmom spent a peace lily and they came to the funeral um but after that it wasn't like a follow-up to you know are you doing okay how you doing and I can even say in the same sense not even just from losing my grandmother but um a few maybe about five years ago my mom moved out of state um and you know so I really didn't have her to go to you know, yeah. when I needed something or whatever. So when she left and he saw that I was having a really, really hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah. I expected him to step up to the plate then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it wasn't what I expected. You know, I expected, well, hey, come over for dinner. You know, hey, you know, let me do this with Bree or, you know, just uh-huh. kind of fill in the place where she was. Yeah. And she wasn't anymore. Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't any of that. And I think that that's very disappointing. Yeah. For um, sure. And it's almost like another heartbreak all over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's like we're mourning 
losses daily Mm -hmm. um you know because it's like (laughs) we are seeking something in our mind it's a Mm no-brainer but Mm -hmm. to the other party it's it's clearly out of sight out of mind just not a part of what they are even thinking of and so it it always just takes me back to um I remember when I first met my husband when he first came into the picture Mm -hmm. um and again me and Makaya's dad did not make it. And so when he came into the picture, it was like, I looked at him like Superman. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him like Superman and I idolized him and I put them him so high up in my life because I think that when he first came in, and I won't even say when he first came in, this was for a while. Um, I looked at him like a father figure. It was, it's crazy to even mm-hmm. say out mm-hmm. loud, but it's because when he came in, he didn't come in and he was just coming in to to be with me. When he came in, it's like <laughs> he positioned himself to father her. He positioned himself to teach mm-hmm. her. He positioned himself to be an example for her. And then I came second, which, again, may sound crazy to some because it's like you should have came first and then comes the child, which I understand that. But for me, coming out of a relationship where I felt like, I was idolized and the child was put on a back burner and Mm -hmm. he wasn't really focused on her, which is why I left because I felt like he loved me more than he loved her. So then to get the flip side of that, it was Mm -hmm. like, I was so amazed by him that I looked to him like a father. And so, you know, when he did things like I'm, I'm looking to him, like this is the daddy that I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I had to kind of, check myself and I don't even know if it was me it could have been my mom that pointed it out um and I think it was because I remember my mom saying you're idolizing him and the moment that he hurt you you are going to break because Mm -hmm. you are putting him so high up because he's filling that void and gap of your father that you feel like you are putting it all on him um and I just find it so crazy because I feel like with all the things that we have done coming up as young women Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that it has it impacted your relationships? Like as you were coming up, did you feel like you had the same type of experience like I had where you felt like there was a guy or somebody that was there that was actually feeding that childhood want plus being what they needed to be for you or your daughter? So I didn't really feel like that. I think mine more so was because I didn't. I didn't have that love from my dad growing up that I needed. So I found myself with like anybody that was showing me attention of they love and care about me, whether that was positive or negative, because um, my first relationship ended up being a physically abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, even though I had my stepdad in the house or whatever, it just, it wasn't, it didn't equivalent to the same at the mm-hmm. time for me as my dad's love. Cause it felt like, well, if he can reject me, then anybody can. Come on. Um, so I felt like, okay, well, this person is showing me that they care about me. I mean, even though they, they hurt me, mm-hmm. you know, it, they're still showing me that they care about me. Um, And then eventually, of course, I got out of that. And then yeah. I met my daughter's father and he was verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but he, he loved me. 
yeah he said he loved me he he did these things for me so it must have been that and then of course I realized it wasn't so I came out of that but then I started putting myself in situations where I knew that I was talking to this person or going to be with this person but it was only but so much of them that I could get and only but so much of myself that I could give them Mm. so I didn't have to worry about you know walking that fine line because I knew it was only going to a certain point and then after that you know we're gonna walk away I'm gonna go to the certain point with somebody else um so I just kind of felt like you know, I just didn't want anybody to get close to me. Yeah. Because I didn't didn't want that. And then when I met my husband, it was kinda like, Oh wow, this is how it can be? Like this right. I can I can get close to this person, this person can get close to me and breathe and like everything can be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also took some time of not dating and healing and in order to even get to that point Mm -hmm. to meet my husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so getting to the point of meeting your husband, like, do you feel like the daddy issues have impacted the relationship just in general? Like, did you have to kind of maneuver yourself differently or actually sit your husband down and have that conversation to say like, these are the things that I'm dealing with. So in this aspect, I may be like this. I did. So um, I had a situation happen and, you know, I kind of really broke down and expressed, you know, everything that I was feeling in that moment to him. And, you know, he basically was like, you know, you've done all that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um and you know of course he was like I-, I can't feel those shoes of your dad and I'm not trying to because I'm your husband and not your father mm-hmm. um you know and but you in the same token can't take those things out on me when I you don't feel as though I don't do something that you know you want it done in the way you want it done or mm-hmm. however that daddy daughter relationship is mm. I had to really sit back and think like oh my God, that is, that is so right. Like I, you know, I'm expecting certain things because I didn't have it, but right. I long for it. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's the same with me. Like, I think we, you know, on, on other um, episodes, we've talked about me and the other girls have talked about, you know, how we put those things um, on our husbands because of our daddy issues where we just talked about it just a quick, second to say like we asked them to carry that torch and unfortunately I'm guilty of that too baby Mm -hmm. like don't even feel like you know anything is wrong with that because I'm guilty of it too and I think that um if we were to sit down and talk to many women that have the same daddy issues they would say they do the same thing because without that example or that love that is needed as we are being um grown into this woman that everybody mm-hmm. expects us to be like yep. it's difficult to be able to walk into something um thinking that you're ready yep. when you're really not because again um that healing piece of understanding what has happened to you how do you get through it like that's so important but I can honestly say like I've never taken the time to truly sit 
in it and allow mm-hmm. myself to heal I think because I'm scared I'm mm-hmm. scared of I'm scared of the feeling I'm scared of the reality of knowing that what you have today is what you're going to have tomorrow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't change anyone um, and though I'm not fatherless I just feel like that my dad is not consistent like if I'm honest like I don't even know if he knows how to to father me at this point. Like, I don't even know if he is comfortable with even befriending me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's super weird how we when we get together, it's so good. Like, it's nothing but a bunch of laughter and jokes because we just playing and joking the whole entire time. We talk mm-hmm. smack. He talks smack to my, my husband. Um, he's kind of, you know he talks to the kids but he's not really at the kids but he's he's definitely trying to you know be involved with me but the moment that we get away it's like we can get away for almost a year Mm -hmm. it goes so quiet it's it's nothing like recently I will tell you I asked I called him this Mm -hmm. year and asked him if myself and the kids could come over because with everything going on in the world like seriously tomorrow is not promised like I could I could be here today, gone tomorrow, and the same for him. And so I called him, and I and the crazy part is I said all of this when I called him and I asked him if I can come over, which is even more crazier if I'm honest that I even mm-hmm. had to give a story of right. why I wanted to see, or him. even to ask to come over and be like, <laughs> you know, we coming, you know, this day you free or what? Right. Like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But the fact I called and I asked if I can come over, and we could and. <laughs> He the way he stumbled and he gave me excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse, never answering the question. Now, mind you, we stayed on the phone and we talked for another hour mm-hmm. about everything else that's going on in the world and about the sickness and everything. And th- every call, he always says, I, I know I need to do better. I want to do better. Mm-hmm. But he never takes the opportunity to actually do better. Do better. Now, I did all of that while swallowing my pride, B. And mm-hmm. holding back tears and disbelief because, girl, yeah. like twenty twenty three, we still getting the same same reactions that we got year over year over year. When when will it change? Yeah, and and who knows if it will ever change? And I, you know, I of course our dads, our brothers, so they grew up in the same household and they saw the same things, and I guess they got the same thing out of whatever it is that they had growing up and it's probably some of what has made them be the way they are now and I don't know if it's because we're girls and we're doing good for ourselves and they feel like we're okay but I mean even when I wasn't doing good for myself I don't even really feel like you know he he was there like he like I needed him to be so You know, part of me, and and this took taking that time to really sit in it, you know, has wondered, does he even have the capacity to be what I I want from him Mm. or what I need from him? I just, Mm. I don't know if he has the capacity to do that. And, And I can only say, I don't know if he has the capacity to do that for me because I have another sister and a brother and, Mm -hmm. you know, watching him 
be in their lives full time. You know, I don't, I can't say what that looked like in that household because I wasn't a part of it. But, you know, looking from the outside in, like, you know, buying my sister's first car, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of those things. And I'm like, well, what, where was mine? But, okay. <laughs> you know, I also have to think about, you know, I was a kid, so I don't know what that conversation was between my mom and my dad at that time. But I kind of have gotten to the places like, okay, well, I'm an adult. You know, whatever happened between y'all happened between y'all. And at this point in our lives, like you can make that relationship be what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if he has the capacity or whatever. And just like you said, you had the conversation, you know, with your dad about the things in the world. And and I'm like, I had the, the conversation of like, if something happened to you today or tomorrow, I'm scared that I'm not going to know, mm-hmm. you know, granted. Yep. We have another cousin who is kind of in the know, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like that's the place I should get it from. It's not. Yeah. It's it's really not. And like you, I also have younger siblings. And <laughs> I, again, I, I watch time and time again. Um, he meet the need. Mm-hmm. for for my little brother um he mm-hmm. meets the need for him um mm-hmm. again 10 year anniversary i invited him to that um he told me that he would be there he told me that he was going to come and then my little brother also was getting married around the same time and i learned from that cousin that he mm-hmm. did go to that wedding mm-hmm. um but he didn't show up for my 10 year anniversary he didn't mm-hmm. call he didn't text he didn't send flowers he didn't send anything he completely just ghosted me. And in that 10 year anniversary, no family was there except my husband's side. And yeah. so it's like, I intentionally only invited my father is because I wanted to make it a sacred reunion. I didn't want to have the whole big shebang and have all these people here. But mm-hmm. the fact that he couldn't show up for that moment either was devastating. And then to hear that he did make it to my little brother's was even more like heart disheartening because it just it's the same cycle that continues over and over again like when I was younger in high school mm-hmm. I remember seeing him coming to my school dropping off someone else's children mm-hmm. because he was in a relationship and they had kids to go to the same school and me and those kids ran in the same circle and I heard he was buying them cars mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. dropping them all they were getting money for school all the different things that I never got mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I had to hear about it and not only just hear, but I seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. We lived seven minutes away from each other yeah. at one point and still no change. And it's just like, <laughs> I guess it's the same thing with you. Does he have the capacity to be what I need him to be for me? Because right. to extend him past me to down to the children, I don't think that I think that that is automatically getting the door closed mm-hmm. because yep. that's too much to ask. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I, I am even more willing to take a step back and remove me from the equation so that my children can see the other side, because I honestly feel like that it's important because today all they know is my husband's side. Mm-hmm. But they don't know all the rest of the side that I have. Um, They ask questions when they do hear me say my daddy or my mom. Like, they all just be like, oh, you have one of those? Because, again, it's just, Just, it's foreign to them. Yeah. 
And it's so crazy because Richmond, when you think about it, is so small. And like, we have so many family members on our dad's side of the family that we don't even know. And it's scary to think that our kids are going to be out there dating one day Mm -hmm. and don't even know, oh, that's my cousin. Exactly. You know, like, until it's way too late. And then we, they looking at us like, mom, you didn't know. (laughs) No, I didn't know. Be like I'm as cool as you are. Exactly, because that family, that our father's side, that is a really big family. You are it's absolutely huge. right. It is massive. Yeah. It is. It's a lot of people, but too, it still always takes me back to, you know, why didn't their mother check them about mm-hmm. having children out there that, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't they weren't being a part of. Right. And I say that for all, because unfortunately, this cycle has even trickled down to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's like they say you you pick you pick your father. Mm-hmm. And I must yeah. say, I agree with that because my first go round, I wasn't married, but I definitely was engaged. I picked my father. Mm-hmm. I picked him because he was the same exact way. But I would say that when I went into that, I've. I felt that I did pick him because he also had a child that was just out there and he was frolicking. But when I went into that situation, I was like, you will have a relationship with her. And Mm -hmm. I did everything. I Mm -hmm. worked them together. I set up the meetings. I tried to keep that relationship mended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) here we sit now that the whole cycle has come back around. And Mm -hmm. now my daughter experiences the same thing that I'm experiencing. And It's difficult for me as the mom to sit and watch it because though she has a stepfather in play, it's kind of like you said, it wasn't the same. It's clearly not the same for her. And it's heartbreaking to actually hear to hear that it's not the same, honestly, because I never experienced it to even know what it feels like. But I guess when I was choosing my husband, that was the main focus for me was that she like it, it fit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would fill the void of that so that she wouldn't feel what it felt like to be fatherless but to only for her to still feel that today yeah it's devastating it's hard because I mean it's plenty of nights that I sit and I'm like like what what did I not not even what did I do to myself but what did I do to my child like to watch right. her struggle with it is mm-hmm. like that's heartbreaking. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he could have took me through what I, we went through 10 times over. But, like, just be that father to your daughter. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I'm asking for, you know. Yeah. That, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, what is it? So, since you have experienced that stepfather having a father, like, why doesn't the stepfather fill the void? I think because deep down, you know that and I'll say this it didn't fill the void then because I didn't understand the magnitude of it Mm -hmm. but now yeah like I will call my stepdad in a heartbeat and I'd be like yo this is what's going on and like he even when he hasn't heard from me in a while he'd call me and check on me you know and him and Brianna also have that relationship Mm mm-hmm where they talk outside of me oh really Um, but yeah so you know that 
as far as my stepdad goes, like he he is it. He's the person, and he he's what my daughter knows. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. as far as as being a grandfather. Um, but I guess when I was younger, I was just looking because I knew I knew my dad was there. Um, I knew that at one point we had that connection. So I guess I just didn't understand why was I no longer good enough because Mm -hmm. that's how it felt. Like I was no longer good enough. You know, you had a new family, a new life, and I wasn't good enough to be a part of that life. Mm. Um, so that's, and, you know, and of course with my stepdad, I was just like, you know, why would he care about me if my own dad doesn't? Yeah. Um, so I, I played that tough role when it came to him, but, um, as I got older, you know, I understood that he was there. He never gave up, um, you know, and he's still, still there and still a major part so I think it just took some time and realizing it, especially, you know, after you graduate high school, you know, yeah. real life hits and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you start to see those things. Yeah. And so today, how would you, do you feel like that it's also like a turning point for your family as mm-hmm. far as uh, having a stepdad? Because again, your cycle sounds just like my cycle. You cycle right on into the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel so- like it's the same? I feel like it's, I don't want to say it's the same, but because, you know, my stepdad came into my life when I was five and mm-hmm. um, my husband came into my daughter's life when she was 13. Mm, so, yeah. So, mm. you know, for 13 years, it's just been me and her against the world. Yeah. Um, And to have someone else come in and require my time yep. and all of those things. Yep. I think it has been a major adjustment. Yeah. Um, we're further along than we were three years ago. Yeah. But we still have room to grow. And my hope is, you know, just like my stepdad has become my rock. Yeah. You know, that my husband will be hers in the absence of her father. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And trust me, you're not alone um, in that aspect. It was me and my daughter for nine years against the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you know, I brought in my husband and he came, but um, we also just didn't do that. We actually added two more children to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> again, in my mind, I thought that I was creating this family that I that I wanted, creating mm-hmm. a family. And I do want my family, but I was in my mind creating something that was going to be give my oldest exactly what she needed Mm -hmm. um she had a father and she had siblings um and they were all going to grow up together um and God even blessed me to the point where you know he put a man in my life to be her stepfather that everybody swore up and down he spit her out and I'm like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if y'all only knew the backstory he just got here right (laughs) (laughs) but everybody would say oh my god he spit her out so when he brought him into our life, again, I thought that I was creating this this family that would be such a perfect example for her and she would grow up and, and fall right into it. And mm-hmm. I would say, like, it seems like it's a difficult road for her. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's a, it, it didn't go as planned, I would say. So yeah. like you, we have work to do. We're continuously working to that. But I, um, I'm hopeful listening to how you maneuvered through 
having a stepfather and seeing the the purpose behind it once you got older and so I'm hopeful now like I feel like okay so there's a chance because what I don't want is for her to feel like what I feel like today because again there's an opportunity for her to have someone different she actually has someone that can walk with her down the aisle and will be Mm -hmm. there and love her like his own um Mm -hmm. he can tell a story about her yeah you know like and he has been there on that long journey but it's like it's it's just scary. It's scary. It's exciting. Um, I'm hopeful. It's a whole lot of different mixed emotions when I think yeah. about it because there's so many unknown variables and it always just goes back to what the child remembers, um, yeah. what the child appreciates, and I guess the time and effort that it, it will take for them to step up um, and kind of see it because I think with these daddy issues that as moms that we have, like, <laughs> while we try to go into conversation positively like we still have that piece in the back that is like mm-hmm. but they're not going to change girl just because yep. of what we have yep exactly exactly so what what advice do you give your daughter like for her to kind of break the curse as she gets older um just to just kind of paying attention to the signs like because one thing that we always talk about is like what are the aspects you know that that she sees in this person that may resemble her dad that she Mm. doesn't so much care for Mm -hmm. um you know and do those things continue to happen over and over again so you know, watching for the red flags and making sure that, you know, you voice how you feel in mm-hmm. that moment as well. Um, don't just let anybody just say whatever or walk all over you or treat you any kind of way. Um, standing up for yourself. And, and when you see those things, you know, just say, okay, this is my time to walk away because I'm starting to see some things that I really don't like. Yeah. Um, And I'm just not going to be boo-boo the fool. Yeah, that's good. That is really good. Um, And I think that that's key. Definitely watching for those red flags, Mm -hmm. understanding what what already knowing your boundaries, already knowing what you're not going to take. Um, So I'm definitely going to write that down and take that back with me to share with my daughters, Um, because I definitely say watch for the signs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think driving that home and, and looking for those red flags are definitely super key um in that but but two I would say I I definitely will add for them not to look for their father yeah Mm -hmm. you know look outside of that because again unfortunately it's a real thing we do choose Mm -hmm. our fathers um (laughs) which I don't know how how especially when they're not even present but we still choose them um and it's crazy because too my daddy actually liked the one that I chose that was just like him. Like when I left him, he told me that was actually a really good dude. And I can't believe you did that. Wow. <laughs> Isn't wow. That too? Wow. Not I'm proud of you for walking away and doing what's best for you. <laughs> he told me that he really liked him and that he was a really good dude. Oh, um, okay. Well, I should be with him because you like him. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that was again another sign for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another sign for me because he he showed up exactly how you showed up and so 
you was accepting of that because guess what? He was also accepting of your behavior yeah. mm-hmm. versus my husband is not accepting of it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't like it. It's because in his mind, he doesn't, he, he's not able to comprehend how, how, mm-hmm. right. And, and with him having his own children, he's like, I could never yeah. Yeah. have kids out there and not know every single day, hours, what they're doing. How are mm-hmm. they like, yep. And just maneuver through life knowing that they are out in the atmosphere. Somewhere, you know. <laughs> like, like, I be driving down the street and I see a truck that looks like my dad. I'm all up in the people's okay, window. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, is you my daddy? Like, <laughs> and again, it's like we, like, it's like the grace that we have. Yeah. We are so forgiving and it's- always. And it's like that little girl on the inside is always like, even if we say out loud, like, I'm done, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do this. If they turn back now mm-hmm. and they got it right, we will be there with open arms. Open arms. Yeah. Just standing there waiting. Big standing old cheesy there. grin. Oh, come on. Show all your teeth. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, where have y'all been? We have been waiting for you. Exactly, exactly and that's the thing that I feel like that they don't even realize I like I feel like for me I feel like my dad thinks that I am already I've closed the door already mm-hmm. and there's no he he no longer could get in and mm-hmm. I'm and I keep trying to you know talk to him text him I mean I say I miss you I love you like all these things like to let him know like I'm still here mm-hmm. the door isn't yeah. closed but he it's like he I don't know if it makes him nervous if he is scared. Like it's it's clearly a battle that he is willing to forfeit. Right, right. You know, and part of me wonders if and I well, I can't even really say that because I have a sister, but like, is it the love that they're scared of? Like what what is it? I think that's my biggest mm-hmm. question. Like, why not? You know, <laughs> right. Why? And I'm not? the only girl. And which is even more crazy. The only girl. You only got one. And I don't ask you for nothing. Right. <laughs> I'm right. not hunting you down constantly like I need help. I need help. I need help. Literally, all I'm just saying is time. Right. Time just, and care and concern. That's like, it. That, that's it. And that just seems like it's too much. It's, it's too much. Do it's, you... It's, when you're for your um, you have a father-in-law, right? I do not. No, you don't. Mm-mm. He okay. is deceased. He yeah. is deceased. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. I was going to say, what is that like? Um, yeah. you know, with with daddy issues and rolling into that, but you don't have that to I compare. So I can say that. Um, so like my daughter's grandfather, him and I, even after her dad and I stopped dating Mm -hmm. we were really close and we stayed very close Mm -hmm. and I'm like still close to him to this day Mm -hmm. um so and I look at him as a father figure yeah and you know he says all the time his son hates it and I'm like I don't care like (laughs) you know you you've been there for me and you know I've been there for you or whatever and I and I that's just the role that you play in my life Mm -hmm. like if I have something exciting going on like I'll call him too and tell him like this is what's happening um yeah 
So, you know, so I have gained that, you know, father figure from a partnership before. Yeah. Um, so and and it's been beneficial, but in the same token, it's like, well, why can't I pick up my da- my phone and, you know, tell this to my dad or, right. you know, like, why doesn't he call and say X, Y, Z? You know, it's just, it's, it's weird. It's just real weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super weird. It's super weird. And that's good for you though. Again, that you have those options. I do have a father-in-law, but I can't say that, um, I could just pick up the phone and call and share, Hey, let me tell you about the great things that are going on just because he's different too. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he is, you know, there, but he is different. He's not a talker. So, um, that's not the case. So I think that when I first got into my marriage though, I will say, you know, I was already like, Ooh, yes, I I get Mm -hmm. the mother and the father, um, duo. And so I can go and I can have Sunday dinner and sit with them. I like Mm -hmm. all the things that I've always desire I thought that Mm -hmm. was going to happen and um I quickly realized like no No, this is not it right and so again you're looking for something that's not going to be there um and so that was you know kind of like uh crushing but it wasn't as bad um as it could have been just because again I was already going into something I was older and I realized like you know there are some disappointments here and he doesn't have to do anything honestly because you are just his daughter-in-law. Um, right. But I was right. asking just to see if you had that experience. Um, and, you know, how does that kind of maneuver through your marriage? But, yeah. But you know what? So, like, as far as, like, Sunday dinners, I can remember it It was a time when I was going to my dad for Sunday dinner. Um, and there was somebody else who was coming as well. And, like, I still felt like the odd man out. Like really? Just, yeah, I still felt like, I mean, not so much with my sister and my brother, um, but kind of with my stepmom. Like, I still felt like the odd man out. Like, yeah. Am I really a part of this family? Like, really? Or just, yeah. Or just the outcast. So, you know, e- even if you get it, it's still going to feel weird or you're still going to kind of wonder is it from a genuine place or what is it yeah you know and you say we would accept our our dads with open arms Mm -hmm. and and I totally would like I accept the whole family with open arms um you know even even as hurt as I've been in the past it still would be like do you ever felt like any of your dad's partners kind of advocated or hindered him from trying to to be there for you um I would have to say that I would say the first wife um I felt like was a hindrance um I was young so I can't really even give like Mm -hmm. a you know, full story, but I can tell you that I remember the separate Christmas trees. Mm -hmm. Um, I can remember the horrible breakfast options that, you know, till Mm -hmm. this day scars me. I don't eat cereal for that reason because I remember being forced to sit and eat soggy cereal. And I don't know if it was frosted flakes or cornflakes, but I can see the bowl. I can Mm -hmm. see where I was sitting. I can see the the cereal soaking in the milk and us being forced to sit there um, and it not feeling like it was a welcoming experience. I remember I can see myself running to my mom and telling her I never want to go back. I, mm-hmm. I don't like it here. Um, 
but what I also can see is not one time do I feel like that he mm-hmm. protected me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those things happened to me, but it was accepted. Yeah. And it wasn't just to me. It was to my my older brother, too. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, you know, the, that was the experience that I had. And I say all that to say, too, like if there was some if there was some advocating for me mm-hmm. and my brother, I feel like the relationship of my little brother and his sister, who was also in the play, like there will be a tighter bond. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we were coming up together in the house together. I had to go there every other weekend or wherever I went. But there's still that distance. I don't talk to my little brother. I don't know what's going on in his world. He don't know what's going on in mine. He knows none of my children. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're all out in the atmosphere, but nobody is together. Right. And it's and that's our dad's job mm-hmm. is to bring us together mm-hmm. um and i think that's one of the issues that i'm having now because there is that disconnect um and that bond that was there is no longer there and i keep getting oh you know i'm gonna make it right we're all gonna come together and we're gonna talk and i'm like when you yeah know? And mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. And I feel like that that's where they're also letting the ball drop because after they're gone, exactly, that's all we have. And that's if we it. don't really have that, like the funeral is going to be awkward as I don't know what. Come on. Because you don't need it. You look right. at me to lead it. You look leading it like you're right. absolutely right. Right. You know, or because we at some point all have to come together and even afterwards like you want your kids to to know their cousins and you know all of those things and none of that is just it's not it's not there you know and there is and it's not like they're trying to make it be there which is really weird also because they grew up in a household with all of their siblings absolutely like they all still talk to each other yeah like, live together you... all those yeah things. Mm-hmm. like why wouldn't you want that for your kids because mm-hmm. you saw how beneficial it was for you and still is you know you yeah. may not get along you may fuss and fight but you're still all siblings and have exactly. that relationship yep and so <laughs> you you hit the nail on the head when that funeral is going to be <laughs> girl because then if, if somebody raised a hand and say who who's the brother who's the who's the son who like it's just weird all the way around right because yeah. i don't even know what you look like no more like Right. Are you the brother? Like, show me an ID. Like, it's it's just all going to be just so awkward. And again, he's the little brother, so you know, God forbid anything happens to my father now. Like, yeah, I I, I don't know who he would write to. I don't know who he would have lined up to handle. He may have his wife. Um, right. and I would. I mean, I really do think that it won't be me or my older brother I really do think it would be my little brother to be left to leave because again there's that relationship like he actually travels to see him mm-hmm. um which again is so crazy to me because he travels to go see them mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. we in the same state city yeah same city same, same state. city same state all the and just <laughs> yeah um that effort is just not put out there like I rode down the street on my side of town and see him doing y'all work for some other people but 
It's no stopping in to say, how you doing? Y'all good? Just checking in. They ain't want nothing. I was just in the neighborhood. None of that is happening. Yeah. Let me get a glass of water. Listen. Okay. <laughs> let me put my feet up a little bit because, again, the door's always open. Um, yeah. I've invited him multiple times. Him and his wife. Y'all can come over and let's just eat. Break bread together. Like, yeah. if you just want to sit over here and get a drink together, like, I'm open to all those things. It's not because there's anything that I want materialistically i just right. want just the time just for yeah. us to be able to start to have some memories yeah that's because one again, thing I, I have nothing yeah and that's one thing i can say about my dad so like he during the summer he does come and do our grass or whatever and i'm so appreciative of yeah. that um but yeah it's the same thing like you know the wedding was last year invited him and my stepmom you know she showed up to no events um (laughs) (laughs) but you know that that is what it is and no no sorry I can't make it yeah um but I mean I'm sure part of that is because she's protecting her child or what have you and just being in the middle of all of that but either way um you know I still I mean, I still love her. I looked at her as a major part of of my life. Um, You know, I don't really know how she looks or sees me. Um, I I have my thoughts and opinions about that. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's just like, really? Like, you know, let's just all go to dinner. Let's all do something. Just hang out, you know. Yeah. Have that bond, that family bond. Right. Because it's all possible. Like, Mm -hmm. because when you put all the pieces together, it becomes a wholesome situation. Yep. It does. It does. And you don't know why it's like that. Nope. Not even. It's just mm-hmm. just the cards that you were dealt. And so your maneuver, the way that you've maneuvered through it is what? Just to kind of stay out the way? Yep. I just stay out the way. I stay in my little corner pocket. If somebody <laughs> come calling for me, you know, I'm going to see what they want. And we're going to take it from there. But, you know, if he calling for me, I ain't coming. That's just the way it is now. Like, I can say... I have not been to my dad's house in two years now. Wow. Um, yeah, I have not talked to my stepmom or my sister in two years. Um, and I only saw my brother, I guess, maybe about eight months ago because he came with my dad to cut my grass one mm-hmm. day. Um, so yeah, so I've just gotten to the point where, you know, don't, if you're not coming, calling for me, then, you know, I'm just gonna stay, stay over here and, you know, talk to my dad when I talk to him, I guess, you know, I asked him out to lunch, we went to lunch, um, last summer, Mm -hmm. was it last, it might have been before the wedding, I don't know, um, (laughs) But we went to lunch or whatever, and we talked, and you know, of course, it was we got to do this more often, and then mm-hmm. you know, That's it never always happens. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. it never happens. So, you yeah, know, it's it's the same thing as you. I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna, you know, so and and I used to give that weight. Yep, same. Um, but I just I just don't anymore. I think 
after that whole thing with my sister, I think I just kind of got to the point where it was like, F it. Yeah. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And not even saying my dad had anything to do with it. Right. Um, but in that same instance, it was kind of like, okay, I know you knew what was going on, but did you call me to say, hey, what's going on? Are you right. like, or are you okay? Right. So I think from that instance, I kind of just was like, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it yeah. Just, it is. Yeah. Why? And so you don't even know what would cause for him not to even want to get in. Because, again, that's an opportunity to bring peace. Pull everybody mm-hmm. together. Because clearly that showed a break mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the family. Yep. And, again, we're we're not getting younger. At all. I wish there was some magic juice for that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more time if you can, Lord. But yeah, like we're not getting younger. And so, you know, I, I'm i a fix it. I'm a fix it. But when? Right. But two, it's not fair to you to have to sit and wait. Right. Right. It's and too much time being lost. Yep. And that's what I don't want to do. Because that's what I used to do. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not where I am anymore. Sitting and waiting is just not. It's not for me. Mm-mm. Yeah. It don't look cute. It don't, okay? <laughs> it really does not. Um, And again, the sitting and the crying. So I can say, like, one, just thank you for this conversation, though, because honestly, I was nervous. If I'm honest, I was scared to even go into this conversation and just talk about just the daddy issues because because it forces me to again sit in it and go Mm -hmm. back and on the stories and remember the things that I've been through and and why I have daddy issues and how I got like it's just all the things that you just kind of you know put into a compartment in your brain and don't ever go back to that box again um and so I just appreciate just the fact that you know you are you are at a place where you are comfortable with, with just talking and just having conversations and then to allow me to come with you on the healing journey as we just kind of get through. Um, I call it a phase just because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to call it nothing else because I don't want to, like you said, put no weight to it and, mm-hmm. and put it, make it just into anything else because if they're living, I want to live too. And yeah. I don't want to continue to keep saying I'm waiting for this to happen or I'm going to do this. Um, I have definitely tried to be that person to just keep calling and keep reaching out. But like I've told my husband, like I got feelings too. Like mm-hmm. it's only for so many times that you can keep continue to tell me no, 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 before you actually break me. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so I had to pull back. Yep. Yep. Cause you can't allow them to break you because you're going to be upset and they're going to keep on living and doing what they do. Yep. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. And so I how do we get through it? it just, just taking the time to sit in it and, and let it be what it's going to be. Because I also think that that helps us break the generational curse yeah. for our kids. Yeah. Um, Because I think had I not been able to deal with it in the capacity that I have from the time that I took I probably wouldn't be able to help my daughter deal with what she's going through now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so just to, the most important thing is to take that time even as un- uncomfortable as it may be you just have to do it mm. that's real y'all that's real and y'all heard that y'all heard it here first she said you gotta sit in it 
we got to sit in it. We got to deal with it. And I think for me, my walk away or takeaway, shall I say, is the fact that I have to be that example for my daughter. Yeah. Um, because I do have to be able to be to to talk to her, have these conversations. And so in order for me to be that person for her, I got to be able to to believe it, too, mm-hmm. um, and sit in it. So, yeah. Yeah. that's real that's yeah. real yeah because you showing her that you know you wouldn't be able to be where you were if where you are now if you still hold on to that mm. you know mm. 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 that's a word right there <laughs> <laughs> that's a word right there yes um, but yeah, so V, thank you so much for this conversation. Again, I don't think you really, really, truly understand like how necessary and needed just just to be able to talk to someone that one just just know who I am, knows mm-hmm. a backstory, grew yeah. up. We didn't grow up to, together, but we clearly have an identical story. Um, yes. And then to just be able to share our commonalities of just things that we've been through um, and just being so open to have the conversation um, here on this platform. So I definitely thank you for coming, showing up, um, being authentic, because you know that is key here. Um, and I appreciate just, you know, the wisdom that you dropped and the the recommendations that you have given the listeners of how, you know, if they are dealing with daddy issues, how they get through it. Um, and so y'all heard it here, y'all. She said you got to sit in it. Okay. Yes. So if there's any listeners that are going through the same thing, have daddy issues, it may not look like our daddy issues, but you have things that are impacting you, your child, um, your husband, just your overall dynamic of life. Like you got to sit in it, but you also got to talk about it too, y'all. Had a conversation. Um, Don't hold it in. That's important, whether it's, your best friend, like us cousins, mm-hmm. your, your partner, you know, a therapist, like whoever, or write it down. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I done wrote a letter down and flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Look, I'm just like, nope, that ain't it. <laughs> yeah. And each time you let a little piece go, you, you just got to do it. You know? Yeah. I appreciate you for having me. Um, I hope someone out there takes something away from this to know that you aren't alone. Um, And I appreciate you being authentic with me as well. Um, this, This was very nourishing to my soul because for a long time, I was like, no, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Yeah. Like, this, this is my thing to carry. Like, nobody <laughs> needs to know. But yep. you know, you aren't alone. Yeah. So I think I think it's it's good to let people know that they are not alone. Yeah, and that it's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to not have a perfect life. Like mm-hmm. I know that, <laughs> according to YouTube and everything else, a perfect life is key. Yes, you gotta have all the aesthetics. I don't have the aesthetics, okay? Sometimes it's (laughs) black and white and sometimes it's yellow. It just depends on the day, okay? (laughs) And that is real, okay? It depends on the day. We even have spots sometimes. Listen, it don't work, y'all. We far from it. So, yes. So, V, again, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate the conversation. I'm walking away actually feeling, like, fulfilled. I feel like, you know, that 
that part that was kind of uncomfortable in my stomach is definitely gone. Like just starting into mm-hmm. the conversation, I felt like I was like, okay, you can do this girl. Like yes. calm down. Um, so this. thank you for just basically virtually holding my hand and getting me through this. You are welcome. You <laughs> are welcome. That is what family is for. Yes, that is. And I'm so appreciative of it. This will not be the last time, time y'all of hearing from B. She will definitely be back. She got that soothing voice. She made for this y'all. Okay. Be on the lookout. Okay. She may be next. Um, I, but listen. <laughs> you got the voice. Okay, you got it. It's real. You know what's so funny about that? Because like when I was dating people and they called me at nighttime, they used to be like, "Why are you trying to sound so sexy?" (laughs) Listen, I'm not. You got me two weeks from asleep. So come on now. (laughs) Not two weeks from asleep. Yes. Oh my goodness, I have never heard that, but that is hilarious. <laughs> Two weeks from asleep. <laughs> Listen, next time I see you, you're going to be like, Brandy, I was two weeks from asleep. I'm be like, girl, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so funny. All right, y'all. Yes. As y'all can see, we about to start cutting up. But again, great conversation, talking about yes. daddy issues. We're talking through it. We've gotten how we're going to heal through it. So, listen, if there's anything that anybody wants to talk about, add to the conversation. Y'all know what to do. Leave me a comment. Send me a text. Call me. Whatever. And let's keep the conversation going. B, again, nice talking to you. And that's a wrap, y'all. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night.